the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're very excited. We have Laurel Stark, and um, she started the Real Estate Institute, which was founded in January of 2018 by her, and it's a nationally recognized expert in divorce-related real estate, and we've talked about that so many times on the show, uh, that we actually have an expert, and she's the author of a bestseller, The House Matters in Divorce, and it certainly does. Uh, good, I guess it's closer to the afternoon, so good morning, good, af- good afternoon. Laurel, we're so happy to have you on your show. Uh, we have it all the time where people, unfortunately, are getting divorced and the house becomes kind of a bargaining chip or it it becomes a whole horror scene. So let me ask you, how did you first start getting involved in some of the advice that you give people? Hi, good morning, Dottie. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it is 11 o'clock here in Southern California, so uh, so it is good morning still. Um, so a little bit of my background, I got into real estate in 2005. My background, uh, this is the second career for me. I was a flight attendant before getting into real estate. So I, uh, I had no legal background or anything like that prior to, prior to getting into this. Uh, 2005, I, w- I became licensed in, uh, in real estate and then my actually by just by chance my second uh listing that i took as a brand new realtor was a divorce listing and i recognized very early on that it was a whole different ball game than anything that i had ever learned in real estate school and um i found it fascinating and i from there on i just i dove in and i basically Learned everything that I could from uh, from divorce attorneys, from the family law community, and uh, and made it my niche because I I realized it's a very underserved niche. So family law uh, attorneys, uh, courts, they are underserved by the knowledge and the tools that realtors could bring, uh, who are specially trained in this. And divorcing homeowners ultimately can pay the price for having someone who is. Um, you know, who is not versed and knowledgeable in the nuances of, of selling a home and divorce. 
Okay, so that's an interesting, you know, that's really interesting that you were a flight attendant and you kind of went into a completely different field and then you specialized it. So hats off just for doing that. And that's kind of what I call reinventing yourself. And I I just, I mean, I just have to say, first of all, like hats off for that because that's really a big transformation. Uh, but you deal with the, but you know, as a flight attendant, you've dealt with the public all the time and you're really dealing with that in real estate also. But let me mm-hmm. ask you something. So, because we say it also, what do you see? What kind of advice? Or now you have a book out, The House Matters in a Divorce. It, are there things that you ask people to do before, or by the time you get to them, they're already in the divorce? Is that fair to say? It's fair to say most of the time that is the case. However, I do have people who uh, come to me, you know, before they're getting a divorce, they have questions. Um, and, you know, before they've dealt with the house, you know, um, I have I, I have five sort of five of the five top tips, if you will, um, that I would love to share that I give to divorcing homeowners. Um, and, you know, if if these five things are followed um, and understood and uh, and handled well, then most homeowner, most divorcing homeowners are going to are going to going to land on their feet by the time it's all said and done. So this is what you these are the top, the five tips that you would tell the husband and the and the wife while they're divorcing or right before they divorce. I'd love for you to go through them with us. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, so number one is understanding the risks of remaining married to the mortgage. Uh, so so there are two separate um, two separate instruments. There's there's really the the deed that is it, it defines ownership. So you can have owners of a house, and the names of the owners of the house are different from those that are on the mortgage. So it happens all the time. We'll have, um, you know, we'll have husband and wife are both on title, and then we'll have maybe uh, husband is the only one on the mortgage because maybe his credit was better or something. I mean, uh, the wife wasn't working at the time. Exactly. Right? She didn't have qualifying income. Correct. Um, and you know, it can even, it can, it can even go into having, um, you know, a mother-in-law or a father-in-law or something help co-sign that sort of thing too. So understanding that, uh, that the title is different than, than the mortgage. And so what happens is in divorce, one spouse can get, will get awarded the property if they decide not to sell it. One spouse will get awarded the property. And at that point, either... The couple does nothing about it, so they both remain on title and they both remain on the mortgage. Um, or the person who keeps the property will, uh, or, or rather I should say the one that moves out of the property, uh, who's not awarded the property, will deed off, but, they, but that does not remove them from the mortgage. And there's a big misconception, even among family law professionals, there's a big misconception that that changing title is going to somehow, you know, dissolve that person from being responsible to the mortgage. Yeah. That's well, that, the case. that's really a good point because I don't, I, I don't know if people, well, I, I don't know if most people realize if you, you know, if you have a mortgage that you and your husband signed, even if the husband says, okay, I'm going to give it to my wife and, uh, you know, I'll give her that as a payout. 
she, he's still on the mortgage, even if he signs, he gives the house title to her. So I that is correct. Yeah. Is that pretty? That, that, and Jerry, that is, I mean, I know you're not a divorce attorney, but that's we've got that correct, right? Well, I, I, I mean, to be perfectly technical, the note, but the mortgage remains. But yes, the concept of being obligated on the debt remains um, whether or not you switch over the deed or not. And it is absolutely something that people need to take account of because they sometimes are surprised to learn this after the fact. Yeah, so that's really yeah, good. So, and what happens, uh, and, and by the way, getting off the mortgage is not a phone call to the mortgage company. Uh, getting off the mortgage is, is going to need to be a refinance. Uh, it's a new loan. So, it, you know, that's the other uh, misconception that, you know, well, they can just take this court order where the court has awarded one party the, the, the property and, and assume that the bank or the lender or the mortgage company is going to just, you know, sort of uh, hit delete on, well, on the other party. Wouldn't that, wouldn't, wouldn't that matter? Like, even if you got awarded the, the home and then you have to apply for a mortgage, you might not qualify a loan. Right. Right. It, so, so a couple of a couple of very common uh, issues that that will that can come up is um, so. Let's just you know I'll give you an example. A husband keeps the house, wife moves out of the house, and let's say for the purposes of this example, uh, wife is off title, so she deeds the property over to him, and but she doesn't do anything about the loan, so he doesn't refinance and get her name off the loan. So she is still financially liable for an asset that she does not own. So let that sink in first and foremost. That's kind of the scary concept. But what can happen is if husband defaults on that mortgage, fast forward three years, four years, 10 years, doesn't matter. Husband defaults on that mortgage. It affects her credit. So, you know, I, I have a client who went into Kohl's. Um, she was Christmas shopping and she was, she got, you know, she was getting stuff all for her kids and her grandkids. And, um, and she knew that Kohl's was offering a 25% discount if you open up Kohl's charge. Right. So she sort of calculated in her head how much she could afford. She gets up to the counter and she applies for a Kohl's charge and they decline her. And she had no idea why. Well, it's because that house four years ago that husband got that she's moved out. She's remarried. She's on with her life. And he defaulted on that mortgage and it's in foreclosure. She had no idea. All those notices were going to his house. She had no clue. So, uh, so that's what's one the lesson? Example. So the lesson is make sure that when you legally go through when you're going through a divorce, that you make sure that in, unless that's what you choose to be on the uh, mortgage still, that you try to work something out where, because I, I think, you know, it affects your whole life. And even if you moved on five years from now, if the other person gets in debt and you're still on the mortgage, you're going to be stuck. Now, you also you say every dollar counts and how, how, to, how to calculate equity. And so I, I see that that's kind of something you talk about. Yeah. So um, it's just important to remember a lot of times uh, what people, what I find clients do is they will, they look at, they see how much they owe on their mortgage and, uh, you know, from their mortgage statement. And then they go on Zillow and they get a Zestimate. And so they take the Zestimate and then they subtract the mortgage and then they figure that's how much uh, equity is in the house. And so then they start making plans with that money. Um, and, and so it's important to realize, number one, a, getting a, an accurate appraisal or getting a very, very good skilled realtor to give you an in-depth 
analysis on how much the house should probably sell for. That's how you get the value. Uh, online valuations is is not accurate for the purposes of calculating something this important. That's number one. Number two. Well, you know, Laurel, I under- just have to say something like I, I believe that Zillow was actually sued or there was some kind of a lawsuit over that and they won it. And they want it because when you go up and look at values, it says estimate. It doesn't say the word estimate. So, again, I couldn't agree more. Use your broker who is familiar with the area and knows the values. That's Those are just kind of guesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so that's the, the first formula. You know, the formula really is to establish a value and then subtract everything that needs to be paid out of the sale of the house. And so, for example, liens, judgments, IRS liens, um, those those need to be paid. Getting an accurate mortgage payoff. So sometimes, in especially in the aftermath of a loan modification and the, the real estate fallout, there are a lot of loan mods that have deferred principal balances that are – due and payable upon sale of the house. And a lot of times people forget that. They didn't sometimes even understand what they were signing. So that, um, so getting a true mortgage right. payoff, getting a complete lien and title search against both parties. And um, even bankruptcy, you know, sometimes in bankruptcy, the second lien was stripped uh, because they filed BK doesn't necessarily mean that it's not due and payable when the house sells because it still encumbers the property. A lot of times, not always, but that's something to keep in mind. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think what you're saying, though, and, you know, for, for, you know, for just shortage of time, so I, I just want to say that actually this is really very helpful to people to know that you better know what you don't know and you have to call somebody who's an expert on it, like Laurel or somebody, or your attorney or somebody, so that at least you know what you're dealing with. A lot of times, I think it's very emotional, a divorce, you know, so people are going through emotions, and a lot of times they're not really seeing, they're not seeing clearly. What else do you, do you, do you, do you um, now you have an institute, so people can call that, or how do they get you, or... Sure. So uh, the divorce, the divorce real estate institute is uh, it's a training uh, organization and uh, that trains realtors in all of these nuances that uh, that plague divorcing homeowners. So we are training realtors throughout the country to be able to specialize in this, so that divorcing homeowners everywhere can have access to someone who understands these unique uh, circumstances right. that are involved in divorce. I would just say to all the realtors who happen to listen to the show that you're still in New York. It's like an attorney state. So you in this area that you really still want to make sure that legal advice you get from the attorney, not yourself, because yep. there's a lot of light, you know, to know about this. And we do a lot on the show, but I always have Jerry also because yes. I'm not an attorney and I tell people I'm not an attorney. This would be how I would handle it or this is what, what I know. And I think Laurel's saying the same thing. But legally, you should, whether you're in California, New York or anywhere in the middle, you should get, you know, somebody who's also an expert's advice. Uh, but the, when you work with a broker who specializes in something like this, it certainly is going to. At least make you aware of what you don't know that you could, you know, call the attorney. And Jerry, what do you suggest? 
No, I agree. I mean, um, there's always, you know, there's always a lot of risk involved whenever you're divorcing. So you really need to get experts um, on the case to, to give you the advice of what you, you know, potentially could experience after the case. I mean, listening to some of these stories, is, it's harrowing. So do you do you do you do you uh, find and there are people you, I think you even uh, talk about Laurel how emotional people are in that situation right so sometimes it's not even that they're rational. Sure, just understanding you know a lot of times um, a lot of times it's uh, clients get sort of swept into the the process of. Of divorce and the next step they know they walk out of court with this order they've got to list the house they've got to call so-and-so to do it they come in they do it and you know and it sort of becomes this mechanical thing and then at some point as we as we are marching down the path of selling the house um, invariably it emotionally hits them Um, because the house was the glue for the family. It was a brick and mortar for where that, the lives took place. And so getting rid of it and, uh, and moving on is, is really sort of a tangible, um, it's a, it's a tangible reminder uh, that, that life's going on. And so under, you know, knowing that, and I always am a huge advocate for hiring a mental health professional to help, uh, anyone going through divorce, as well as the children, uh, being able to cope through it. Yeah, well, it's just, it's a it's a life. It's probably you know like to buying a house. It's a it's really a big life event, and uh, you know I know some people who kind of sail through it, but uh, for most part, most people don't. Uh, and there's usually disputes, and this and and I've uh, also of course witnessed where somebody wants to keep the house and stay in the house and. And they can't afford for that to happen, sure. so they don't show the house when it's for sale. We've gone through that, you know. They're never home. So, Absolutely, right? I mean, have so, you? So, I mean, oh, yeah, that, that's the the number one um, the number one uh, um, piece in the process of of, of selling the house. Uh, the, the biggest place where we start to get the, the most pushback and the most uncooperation is in showings. You're absolutely right, Dottie. Uh, it's when they they actually have to open their house to strangers. And um, and that tends to, you know, seize people up. Um, they are not comfortable with it. They And, and also, uh, a lot of times when there's domestic violence, there's restraining orders. Uh, there can be a lot of fear around that, too. And we so, always, we always yeah. tell our other clients that if you're selling your house, don't take all, like, it's wise to leave clothes, like, if your husband's, if he's the one who left the house, or if you leave the house, because a lot of times people, when they see a divorce situation, kind of might think it's a, it's like a really, uh, might want to offer lower, they think they can get a steal. So uh, it's a tough thing. Now, Lauren, how, Laurel, how do, how do people get in touch with you? Do you have a website, or do you have, the, you, you have a book uh, that I... The house matters in a divorce. So, can you get yes. it on Amazon, or how can we get that? So we can tell our listeners. Sure, can. It's on. It is on Amazon. The house matters in divorce, and uh, and uh, my my website is dreinstitute.com. So the divorce. It's dre for divorce real estate institute.com. Thank you so much. Really, you've uh, really been very wise, and we'll certainly have you on again. Thank you so wonderful. much, and Thank have a wonderful so weekend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, you know, I, I, I think we've talked about it. And uh, I 
want to say that when you're buying a house together before you buy the house, because I like to think before you buy the house, love may be blind, but don't go into real estate purchases with your eyes closed. Uh, I would give you that advice. Uh, we well, will- you, I mean, you know, particularly second and third marriages, and it's a little bit more complicated, and people are smarter about it these days, I think. Yeah, I do too. Well, you know, some I do too. We'll finish this conversation right after the break. We'll be back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. If you're planning a wedding or engagement party, a corporate event, birthday, anniversary party, bar or bat mitzvah, why not consider having it on a luxury private yacht? Your guests will be so impressed and the memories will last forever. Let Francesca find you the yacht that's perfect for your event. Francesca has beautiful vessels in her fleet that can accommodate from two to over a thousand. Guests can board at convenient locations throughout the metropolitan area. Franz yachts are fully insured and Coast Guard certified. Visit FranzTouchOfClass.com to see the range of yachts in her fleet. Then give her a call and find out about your options. Fran will fill you in on the yachts, describe the delicious cuisine, and give you details of all the services provided. Talk to her today about adding that extra touch of class to your event. And here's a special opportunity aboard AM 970's favorite yacht, the Atlantis. This July 4th, view the fireworks on the East River on an unforgettable dinner cruise with premium food and accommodations. Tickets just $225. Call Francesca to learn more. 212-385-9400. 212-385-9400. Or FransTouchOfClass.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I went to have my blood test done a few weeks ago, and I met the doctor, and he was really encouraged by my progress, and I showed him what I was taking, and he started looking at all the ingredients, and he said, I'm really impressed with the shiitake mushroom, (laughs) and he said, this stuff, it could clean out your arteries, and I'm like, oh, wow. He said, you may be onto something here, and he said, you just keep that up, and maybe you can start cutting back on your medication, and he says, you're you're helping your health by doing that. I'm like, whoa, endorsement by the doctor. (laughs) When you call, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman we're back and uh we just had a guest that was uh 
on talking about divorce and real estate. And, and again, I really want to emphasize you should, if you have an attorney that you're using, make sure that you ask your attorney those questions. And you can ask your broker also, but legally, you should always ask your attorney. But I really it more like want to talk about for a second that before you buy something together, now they, you have to think about that if you're going to buy something together with somebody and maybe you're not married to them or uh, they, they poll like I think a lot of millennials and they said that about 40% of the millennials thought it was a good idea for a couple to buy a home together before marriage. While uh, less than that, I think it's not. Now, Ace, what's your opinion? And, Jerry, I'm just curious. Should you buy a home with somebody before you're married or if you're not married? Well, I mean, look, in certain circumstances, these days, it's very, I think it's very common that people, you know, buy property together before marriage, even if they're not planning on getting married. But more often, I think they do it when they are planning on getting married. I just think that you have to be realistic and and account for what's you know what is what's going to happen if we don't get married what happens if the relationship ends and we do a lot of living together agreements is there okay do you do and, that do they do living agreements that oh yeah uh, this yeah. is something i've observed about millennials is that they're much more realistic about it they've probably seen a lot more disasters than we did <laughs> at, at that age Dottie. and and they talk about everything they want to de- they really? want to detail well if we have a kid before marriage and somebody is making more than the other then who pays the maintenance on the apartment they they're very Thorough? detailed about it yeah it's i guess is you know it's wise and it's remember wise. also i think we've talked about it ace and jerry because jerry and i said there was a dating site which is by credit scores, okay? Yeah. And, and, Which I thought was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my I, life. But it's Dottie really it. not. I was on, like I thought, I, don't know, one of the, I was one of, on one of the TV shows and I was in the green room and while I was waiting, these guys came on about this dating service and they talked about credit scores. And the reason they said that that was a big thing is because you don't want to put your name on a property or at least you want to know that your future spouse or partner is a deadbeat. It doesn't pay bills. <laughs> now, Ace, before before you uh, in your dating days, before you were in a relationship, <laughs> did you check the credit score of your potential no, date before you I went out with them? I didn't even think about it. What about you, Ace? Of course. I didn't. Even, you see, you did. <laughs> Ace did. Ace pulled the credit. <laughs> I didn't no, even no, think no. about with it. With authorization, of course. <laughs> no, I, we didn't even think about those kind of things. No, but that's just, really just didn't no, even think about so, those things. It's so not romantic, but, Dottie. You know, it's like, well, I'm, it isn't. I'm a 745. But I remember I remember when prenups. like, <laughs> And first, I have a derogatory on yeah. my credit report. But I remember when prenups first came into light, and I don't know how many years ago that was, what, 10, 12, 15, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, when they really like, started. And I was like, oh, my God, if yeah. anybody asked me. And they asked me to sign the. I would tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now it's like everybody. I mean, it's yeah. like just a common thing, and it's it's reduced marriage to a business, and it yeah. really. And when you're buying a property with someone, I think the best way to look at it is um, whether this is going to be my life partner or a temporary or whatever. This is a business deal. We're well, doing. I mean, we're doing a business together, basically, and. You know, the, and, and, and you might want to have your, you know, your partner get everything. That might be a wish of yours, but as long as you know 
that is what you're willing to do, you have to know that ahead of time. M marriage is an economic contract. I mean, when you look at it from a, a civil law standpoint, not a religious standpoint, but from a civil standpoint, you know, the state does license people and marry people. And when you look at the case law about it, it is primarily a, an economic uh, union mm -hmm. where pe one person becomes, you know, responsible to help support the other person. That's the right. primary objective of it. So, but, but you should the... put your agreement in writing. And, you know, I'm glad, and I'm pretty, like, versed on it, but I'm not an attorney. You should put your mm -hmm. deal in writing, and you should contact the real estate lawyer to prepare a written document that you both have. Now, that sounds terrible. All Like, people say, oh, I don't want to be the one to ask my, I'm, you know, I'm madly in love. It's like a hard, like, I don't want to ask. But really, you have to do it. You should do it just because, when and you do it when everything is good. Yes. It's much easier to agree when everyone's getting along. That's yeah. key. When, when, when people are in love, it's a lot easier than when, when, when you hate so, each other. So. When they're breaking up, they can't That's agree on what time it is. Yeah, you know, so put you. it in writing. And, I, and you're saying most people do now or they're aware to do. And if you we have a child a and you're listening mm -hmm. to the show, sometimes they, you know, are saying, no, oh, don't tell me, Mom, like what to do. And, you know, they think... But the truth is, and, you know, when you're young, you don't think of all the worst things that could happen. No. And at least you have some, something that you kind of have agreed on ahead of time that, you know, if we don't, if we don't last, this is the way it's going to be. And then also you, the reason you want to know your credit score is because if you buy things or, you know, even if you, rent, even if you lease a car together, if they have bad credit, it's going to affect your credit if they're on the same thing, if they're on the Deed yeah. with you. And you also might correct your, if you apply for the mortgage, it would affect your credit score also. I say to people all the time when we're doing them, I said, you know, listen, if you don't need it. Hopefully you won't need it. In 50 years, you'll open a bottle of champagne and you can burn it or rip it up and then get divorced. No, just kidding. Right. So craft that agreement, you know, and, and because, you know, again, once you're married, that's a whole different story. You might have children. And if you have children involved, it's a whole you know, we do them then also. They're called postnuptial agreements. You can do those also. Well, after marriage. Yes. Well, we want to. I'd like to. Not maybe not today, but I'd like maybe next week if we could talk about what you do when you mm -hmm. are marrying a second or a third spouse, like it's your second or third time, and you come into the marriage with real estate already. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I think that would be good for us to talk about next week. <clears throat> uh, we should have Esther on for that. She's got a lot of experience in that. She's not getting ever divorced again <laughs> she's been here you know what? several well times. i just have to tell you a quick story i mean i hope she won't get mad but she, we love she esther we i don't think her. she would get mad she's probably yeah. listening right now but mm -hmm. she has the most wonderful husband and oh, they're my the ones great friend. but yeah. she said to me when i first met esther um, she said to me you know I, I think i was divorced three or four times she said but i will never be divorced i'm staying with this husband forever and when i met him he's a dream smart handsome so nice so so nice but there, Esther has a son um, who she adores, and he's like a real big shot and a great guy oh. and very smart. And he has a daughter. And when they met, because obviously Esther and her husband were getting married, uh, they introduced their kids, and they ended up getting married. So that's, I don't know. So that's a great story. So they have, so Esther's well, son I, married I just saw her, her son on TV. Uh, they were doing a documentary about Barbie. Yes, and he's head uh, of Mattel. Well, you know, you know, I love Barbie, everyone, and her and, and Esther's son, who's the head of Mattel, sent me like designer Barbies, 
Barbie, like Armani bar. I mean, I ha you name it, I have it. And Jerry got me a great Barbie for one of the things he got me. A I won't say what one. else. A vintage Barbie for my birthday. Yeah. Um, which an is an antique one. Oh, well, yeah. not an antique, but it's like 30 years old. You know, in the box, in the original box. Yeah, I never opened. used nothing. I mean, so it's like, and I, but her son, he's Barbie. I mean, he really <laughs> is great, but it, that was a great story. So anyhow, we could talk about that next week. Uh, Jerry, I had a question for you because uh, someone had asked, I got an email, should I put my house in a living trust instead of just leaving it to my son or daughter? And what are the benefits of transferring real estate to a living trust rather than, in well, other words? The, yeah, one of the big benefits of doing a trust is that you avoid having to probate a will. So um, probating a will involves giving notice to anyone who would inherit if there wasn't a will. So, for example, let's say you have um, three children and Two of them you're not going to leave anything to, but the other one you are, for whatever reason. If you do it by will, then the all three of the children will get notice and will have an ability to contest the will. So if I'm one would, of the kids that's not getting anything, I can contest the will. You could contest the will. And it's expensive and it's time-consuming and, and you know, but frankly, it's not, you know, it's it's easy to screw up a will in New York because it's there's a very specific procedures for executing one correctly. That's why you should always use a lawyer when you're doing it. With a trust, the, the, the trust document is created while you're alive and it's uh, frankly confidential and you can dispose of the, of the property at death pursuant to the trust agreement without it being probated. So that's a big benefit so of doing no one, it that So no way. one can, you know, in other words, at your death, it just, it doesn't withstand any they could attempt to, you know, they could attempt to invalidate the trust document, but of course, good luck doing that if it was done ten years ago and, you know, it's been sitting there untouched in, in all that time. But many people choose to put their assets into a trust during their lifetime, and everything, their personal property, everything, to avoid having to probate when they die. And it, and it is, is it much cheaper. Uh, is it is having a living trust that meaning it can, may, yeah. creating it while you're alive? Does, it can it, be. Does it save yeah. money over what it can be? Will? Yeah, it can be, because you know, first of all, the you know, estate uh, um, charges and and probate costs can be expensive. You know, lawyers charge hourly fees and things like that. But if you do it properly in a trust during your lifetime, um, then you've really controlled that cost, and and it should flow naturally upon death without you know adding more lawyers to the mix of that point in time but it has to be done properly you know people do tr I, I wouldn't you know i never advise people to do this stuff on their own it's it's complicated you know we take we go to law school for years to learn how to draft things and write things so that there's not holes in them or ambiguities in them or you know the rule against perpetuities i still don't understand so who <laughs> would you what who would you what type of you know we're having a break but after the break it's just like what yeah. kind of professional would you go to uh a trust and estates attorney uh, somebody who does these types of things i mean we do simple wills and simple trusts we'll but when it gets more complicated we refer right after Sorry. the break we'll be right back
Should judges be elected or appointed? Should judges be unbiased politically? And should a judge be removed simply because you disagree with one of their decisions? This weekend on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi talks with a Superior Court judge about the hottest issues facing the judiciary that affect your access to justice. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10 here on AM 970, The Answer. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly, so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We were talking with about when you have a home, like whether you should have a living trust, uh, and, and is that, does that save you money? And that's it. Does, people ask, does that save money? And I guess it could, right, Jerry? Yeah, it definitely could. It makes life. What about taxes? And- no, it shouldn't affect the taxes. I mean, you know, but with the increase with the Tax Reform Act, the federal estate threshold has changed to uh, $20 million for couples. So it's pretty high now. Um, so, But no, it, it shouldn't affect any of that. It just makes life simpler. Uh, it's uh, easier to 
uh, distribute the assets after death. There's no need for probate, and it um, it definitely streamlines things. It's very popular. We see a lot more in California. California residents, anybody of means does it. One of the issues here is that most co-ops in New York don't like ownership in a trust. So that's, I think, probably why people in New York don't do it as much as California. Well, because co-ops the, are, the co-ops, and then, then they're stuck with somebody that they might not want, right? I guess so. I mean, I think they need to be a little more realistic they about do. the reality that people do have trust. And many of them are starting to get on the bandwagon because they can still control who lives there, even though it's in a trust. Oh, I didn't. I guess they could. So would you yeah. have to think about that if you own a co-op. Right. Um, let me take a quick question. I have Darlene from New Jersey. Hi, Darlene. Thanks for calling. Hi, Dottie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just actually freezing in the studio. It is cold in here. And it's oh, warm really? outside. Yes, yes. Yeah, they always I, put I feel it, they always have, <laughs> They always have it at 20 degrees in the studio. So, okay, you, listen, I have a question. I have um, an old home uh, that was my grandparents that now I'm in the process of selling. Um, I have two offers on the table. The first offer is 30% down with a mortgage. It's 185 and they we have an underground tank, and they want the tank removed, you know, as part of the closing, which will cost about $5,000, so we would net 180 Okay. Um, he is going to waive any inspection, but can he do that if they have a mortgage? Will the insurance yes. company allow well, him to no, waive the inspection? Well, the bank is going to look at the house from a, from a value stand to see what they think it's worth. Okay. But they're not. But that's different than having an engineer's report, which is what he's probably waiving, where they go and look for damages, whether they're right. structural or the roof. So the bank is still okay. going to, you know. But but that's that's good. That's a good thing that they're waiving that. Okay. Go so ahead. the second offer is all cash. Okay. Um, one hundred and seventy thousand all cash, and he does want an inspection. Now, if there's major problems with with it. Um, can he pull out if there's major problems with the inspection or not? Yes. This, where is the house located? It's where in Union it? County, New Jersey. Okay. New Jersey. So in New York, oftentimes what we'll see is that the, uh, the inspection happens before the contract is signed. In New Jersey, oftentimes it's done after the contract is signed. Yes, the contract after. is contingent. Yeah. So Correct. generally there's a threshold. So if the, if the, um, if the repairs exceed a certain number uh, and you talk to your attorney about that, then the buyer could uh, kill the deal uh, and pull okay. out or they, or you could offer to, you know, make the repairs. Okay. So wait so, a second. So you, so you have 170, but he wants an inspection. Cash offer. And he's all They're not making us pull the tank. We don't have to pull the tank. Okay. But he does want an inspection. Well, let me so ask he, you, what do you think the shape of the place is? And you think it's uh, not good. Yeah. But he knows that probably, right, too. Yes. I mean, they, but you, you don't know, really, but you don't know. Because let, let me just tell you, and I'm not, not going to tell you that this is what he's doing. But mm -hmm. see, some people put in all cash offers so they beat out somebody else. Right. Okay. And then they, you know, they might find like there's like, X amount of damage, and if it's a big number, I, they might say, well, listen, we offered you 170 all cash, but now we found that all this damage, yeah. so you have to be careful of that. And I would also tell you so that... So he's, he's able to renegotiate? 
Well, it well, depends it, on how you write it up. I don't know right. how your contract is. Is right. it written? It depends on what you, how your attorney writes it up. I think that's what Jerry's saying. Okay. Let me, let me just so give you a quick example. So he would have example. to put a limit on well, whatever we're responsible for on inspection. Here's how it typically would run. It would say that yeah. the buyer can do an inspection, and if the repairs exceed $2,500, then the right. buyer can terminate the deal. Okay. The buyer might not terminate the deal. They might turn back to you and say, look, I can kill the deal if I want to, but instead what I'd like you to do, the seller, is make these $10,000 worth of repairs, and then I'll stay in the deal, or I'm offering 10000 okay. less. Okay. And Dottie's right, because I remember when we did my uncle's house, I said over and over and over again to the broker, it's as is, you know, it's an estate sale. Not, we're not going to do anything. Right. We, we just can't. Yeah, as and, is. That's and, what you and, put it out on the market as. Yeah, but then they came back and they did the inspection. They said, well, right. we, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, you know. I just don't trust that. I just, and yeah. I'm not saying these people are at all. I have no idea who they are. Okay. But I know that people use that sometimes, that all cash to okay. get in, and then they lower it. These people might okay. not be, but I'd be very careful to say, okay, okay we're going to put a number in here, and after that, the deal is going to be null or yeah. void. But okay, so you think the other offer is better? I don't know. I don't that. know because I don't know if they're qualified for a mortgage. I mean, right. like you'd yes, have to. Yes, they work. are. They're pre-approved for a mortgage. They're putting thirty percent down, and is the property going to they're appraise, asking us to but, remove the tank. We do have tank insurance, so if it is contaminated, we are covered there. Well, Does the property get appraised at the value that they're Yeah, that's it? what I'd be concerned about. Yeah. You'd have so to ask the broker. So here's the banker's broker. point of view. What so, give the banker's so, point of view. So in my opinion, I think the first option is definitely um, now if the – now I have to ask you one question, right? So in terms of the – I guess the property itself, is it in livable standards? We have – it's a two-family, and we have a t- one tenant living in there now, yes. But it's habitable? Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's been living there for 40 years. Okay. So, for my notes here, 180,000, 30% down, first option, 170,000, um, all cash. But the first option, right. they're waiting the inspection. So, I think you're ahead of the game on the first option, especially if it's in livable standards. And yeah. um, the appraisal value has already been done. They already gave a commitment letter. I think you're safe yeah. to go with the first option, and, and you're getting 10,000 more. Now, five. Yeah. Isn't it five? Ten. Oh, ten. That's a lot. It was one eighty-five. It's going to cost us five thousand to pull it, so that's a net of one eighty. Yep. So it is ten thousand more. I than think the I like deal one better, one. too. But there's no. Better. There's no right or wrong yeah. answer here. We're yeah, just giving I you. Get a it. Yeah, you, you, you're, you have two great offers. So yeah. so I do. You know, and and maybe and and I might be wrong. I don't know for sh- anything certain about this guy. Could really be all cash. You know, I just have antennas up because I do. But like you might question him and say, "Look, I have another deal, okay?" And um, if you are going to waive the inspection, let's put a number in, like five. You know, and and if if that if it if it's anything more than that, you, you're. You have to take the property anyway and see what he Or says. I just thought of something, too. On, on the cash deal, you, I think you could say to them, look, do your inspection now, okay, and, you know, get your report. It'll only take a couple of days. Right. And then if you're still willing to come in at that number without an inspection contingency because you've already done your inspection, then we right. will take your offer. But okay. we're not going with an inspection contingency. I would try to get him to 
Get away yeah. from that inspection issue and get get his yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. Or let him do it. it. Or let him do it. I think that Jerry, that's a now, great yeah. idea. Let him do it before you go to contract. This yeah. way, if right. he's going to back out, you're going to know right away. But as they said, if the guy can get a mortgage and he's pre-approved, and your house will pass, you know, at least an appraisal. If the broker tells you yes, your house is definitely worth this amount of money, then that's ten thousand more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. All the right. offer is though. That's above good. list price, yeah. and the second offer is list price. So, well, I'd be a little okay. concerned about appraising, but on yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I hear you. Well, in any event, keep us posted. We'd good like luck. to hear that. It's a good story. Yeah. Let us know. Keep us I posted. I will. I appreciate your advice. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nicole. Good Have luck. a great weekend. Well, that's you too. That, Enjoy. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good one. That's a good problem to have. A good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you problems. think that that number one would be better? Well, yeah, unless, more money. unless you can get the other guy well, away from the, appra- the inspection. I think it'll be better. Yeah. Unless you, yeah. Right. I would want the I would want the broker to show me some comps that are going to support that appraisal, because you wouldn't yeah. want them thirty days from now getting out. And she should really meet seat. the appraiser and just give them the comps also. Oh, always. Yeah. We always tell the listing broker to do yeah, that. Yeah. So amazing how dark. we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to have time, but, like, Darlene, if you're still listening, like, if you if you take the first deal, make sure that the broker provides you with comps to, uh, and maybe when the appraiser comes, meets the appraiser and gives them the comps that justify the price that yeah. you... Because they might not see them. You know, the, the yeah. appraiser may not see what your broker is seeing. And if right. you can't find comps for that price, then you know that it's going to be difficult to appraise because the appraiser is going to have Tough yeah. time substantiating that value. Yeah, and then you might have to go with that's the only thing. Yeah, then you yeah. might have to go. But thirty percent down, Ace, is a pretty good amount. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a really good amount. So all right, um, all right. Thank well, you. Keep I mean, it's, it's, thank you, and yeah. have a good, good afternoon. It's like so a game from, of chess. Yeah. you know when you're doing. Yeah, I will. Thank every you time so you much. move, every time you move one Bye-bye. piece, it implicates another. Yeah. Well, we have like a minute left. Yeah. And uh, Dottie, give I, us an update on renovation. How's the renovation oh, coming? Oh, please. I, yes, you know what? I'm going to take some pictures. Well, I did not. I, I like I said, I, I'm in the city this weekend, but I'm uh-huh. going to take some pictures next week. Okay. And it is the longest project I've known. Three years for in it town. to happen. Yeah. And, Three um, years. Myself and Jerry still waiting for the housewarming. In- I know. Yeah. I was going to have a big Fourth of July party, but it's not happening. I think the Taj Mahal was done in two and a half years, by the way. But <laughs> I'm whatever. Lucky if I- <laughs> so listen, enjoy the week, and we'll be have back nice next weekend. week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.